0: may not have a film fixation, but we're here for a noir education. Beepity boo, doodle doo, dee ba pow
1: Welcome to A Real Education Noir. I am Melissa, and I'm here with... Tanya! And uh, we are recording this on my iPhone because I forgot my recording equipment. <laughs> but never fear, listeners, because uh, this will be very short, then we'll take a break, and then we'll go record with real equipment. Ooh. Ooh. So we are at the Trilon Micro Cinema this week, and we are going to see Elevator to the Gallows! Yay! Yay! Uh, Tanya, what do you know about Elevator to the Gallows? Uh... There's French subtitles. Okay. Which
0: I learned about half an hour ago. Yeah, while well, we were eating Nepalese food. Oh, yeah. so good.
1: Mm, naan. Very good. Mm-hmm. Anyways. So much non. Uh,
0: probably not non in the movie. N- n- no. No. I can confirm there is no non in the movie. Yeah. Um uh I would assume there would be a woman. hmm And she most likely is going to die by being hung. Okay. Very interesting. That's that's my guess. Okay. That's where I went with that. All right. Oh, and for some reason I'm confusing this movie with The Snake Pit for no apparent, I like, I don't know why the logic in my brain does that.
1: That is an interesting <laughs> interesting way to go with that. We, we will have to watch The Snake Pit. But anyway, Yay! Uh, so yes, we are going to go watch this fine movie. It's 1958, Elevator to the Gallows. It is a French film. It stars Jean Moreau, who oh. is one of the great venerable actresses mm-hmm. of France. And so this is, uh, even though she had been in many movies prior to... To this she th- this was the movie that made her a star. Between this and the movie that came after, called The Lovers, if I remember right, both uh, directed by the same guy. Right. Uh, these are what made her kind of an international sex symbol. So, awesome. Yeah. So we're gonna go watch the movie and uh, maybe enjoy popcorn. I don't know. <laughs> Snacks. Snacks. Snacks can be had. So uh, we will uh, watch the movie and come back with better recording equipment. Bye. Bye. And we're back, and we're with an actual microphone. Yay! Tanya, what did you think? Je n'ai pas les mots. C'est les visages, les les voitures, les les yeux. (laughs) I don't know enough French to keep going. I I don't know enough French to know what you're saying.
0: I said I don't have the words, (laughs) the cars, the the faces, the eyes. Oh, my God, the eyes in the opening? Oh Oh, my God. Aren't
1: they great? Fantabulous. hmm I love how this movie is shot. Um, I, I love how... It, well, especially um, how the director shoots Jean... 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 Jean. Jean, Jean Moreau. Yeah. Dear listeners, my French pronunciation does very much <laughs> suck. So, Jean Moreau, uh, she for most of the movie is shot like without makeup yes um and she's still flawless in natural light and uh there's more to be said about that but you know coming out of the the film noir era where the the women are immaculate yes (laughs) it's it's very interesting because what this film is is it's right at the cusp of Uh, French cinema absorbing all this American culture and American film noir into their filmmaking and then going off into the French New Wave, which is very much the (laughs) antithesis of of film noir. But um, this is right, literally right at the It's a gorgeous mashing
0: of those things, Mm -hmm. too. But, oh, I was just struck because it's just a close-up on her eyes. Mm -hmm. And then... Oh, and when the jazz kicked in, Miles Davis. I know, cause cause the dude just gets done at the very beginning. He's like, "You leave me in a world of silence," and boom, Miles Davis. And I'm like, ah, I love this. Because because don't get me wrong, Noir has really good soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, Miles Davis. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, such good jazz. Yeah, it, uh, and throughout the thing, it was yeah. just oh, and there were cars. I want the German guy's car so bad.
1: (laughs) That was a nice SL. Yeah, um, that was, at the time, the fastest production car. Period. You know, where they're talking about, where's the carburetor? There is no carburetor. It was the first... Right, fuel injected. No not Yeah, like yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. So, so when they were talking about racing that car, it's like, no, you're not, go- you're not gonna beat you're, that. No, car. you're not gonna beat it. No, I don't care if you can go a hundred in your little Renault. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know that was n- not the start, but you know early on in the progression of Mister Bad Decisions, bad decision making. <laughs> Mister James Dean wannabe. Oh my god, that kid. <laughs> I dog Yeah. Yeah, okay. So, dear listeners... (laughs) We should probably do a plot. (laughs) Yeah, we probably should do a quick plot summary. I don't know how we could do a quick plot summary of this, but um, if you did not have a chance to see the movie, first of all, please, please do. I don't care if you don't like subtitles. Yeah, Deal with it. Yeah, deal with it. Um, It's on Hulu right now. It's part of the Criterion Collection. Um, The print on Hulu is actually very nice. So, it's... um, (sighs) Okay, the plot is convoluted,
0: convoluted <laughs> to say the least. So you've got it's it's kind of Hitchcockian in its suspense. Yeah, like the way because there's moments of just hanging on things, mm-hmm. and and they re- really make the plot twists engaging yeah. to me. Okay, so okay. there's this guy, yep. uh, Trump. Tr- I can't say his name, right? Tronvier or something. Tr- yeah, he's a he's he- a business guy, ex paratrooper. Mm-hmm. And then there's Jean Moreau, mm-hmm. and she and him are in a relationship, uh, an affair, an affair. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they're meeting clandestinely, mm-hmm. and she says, uh, "I'll see you in half an hour. Mm-hmm. Go do the thing." And
1: so he goes, and he kills. His boss in in the most awesome way possible. Oh God, it was like beyond cool. <laughs> it, in, it involves like a grappling hook, going up the side of the building, killing the boss, making it look like a suicide, locking everything from the inside. And, oh yeah, and, with a knife. Yeah, like, super. Oh, yeah, you know, like, it was meticulous yeah, and well planned, and, and and making sure he, he had his little alibi with right his secretary. Kept, like, yeah, and he, yep, yep, hmm, yeah. It was beautiful, beautiful setup, beautiful setup. Except. <laughs> he forgot the grappling hook. He forgot the grappling hook on the side of the building. <laughs> so
0: he knows Chick is waiting for him.
1: Uh-huh.
0: And meanwhile, we pan down to Flower Shop Girl mm-hmm. and James Dean Wannabe. Yes. And Flower Shop Girl and James Dean Wannabe are admiring uh, the car, Mister mm-hmm. uh, Mr... Mr. Uh, hero Guy's car. I'm gonna call him Hero Guy Because he's I, the Closest we've got
1: Yeah He's not really A hero mm, What can we call him uh, uh, Paratrooper Man
0: Yeah Paratrooper Guy Paratrooper Okay man. so, he, so they're admiring, Grapple Man <laughs> Grapple Man <laughs> Grappling Man Grappling Man So, so they're admiring Grappling Man's uh, Nice little Renault Which mm-hmm. isn't too bad I mean it's convertible It's got the push button You know It's cool
1: I, I wouldn't turn it down
0: and, No mm. And uh, James Dean Wannabe gets in And he starts playing With the levers Because Paratrooper For some reason Left it running Yeah I okay. And uh Flower Shop Girl obviously has a crush on Paratrooper. Mhm. And she and uh so James Dean guy is kind of annoyed with her and he wants to impress her, so he starts driving the car away. Yeah. And she's like, "Oh, ah, don't leave me." And so she gets in the car with him mm-hmm. and off they go.
1: Right. That's the setup. Yes. And well, I mean, we can go a little bit further into it I think because they eventually get they, into trouble right. with the car because poor decisions <laughs> because poor decisions happen <laughs> uh involving among other things uh mercedes-benz 300 oh, sl god god, i ah!
0: want the sl so bad yeah with the flyaway doors
1: yeah the, oh god oh. god uh, the, oh. It, it was beautiful it was they beautiful. showed the engine oh. Yeah It doesn't have a carburetor (laughs) So So yeah It's a glorious thing And um, So bad decisions are made But You know The police get involved And they try to pin it on Grapple Man Yeah Grapple Man But Grapple Man is innocent of that stuff Though not of the stuff in the office building And he But he's stuck somewhere He's stuck in a fucking elevator (laughs) It's in the fucking title He's stuck in an elevator For like a couple days Yes And, and so he he has no way to defend himself nope. against the 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 allegations of things he did not do, but he can't really say much about that, otherwise he'd reveal the things he did do. Nice. And oh, it's beautiful. And and, uh, oh, and Jean there's... Jean Moreau is wandering around. Oh God. Being being awesome, yeah. <laughs> frankly, that's her job in this movie. Yeah, is to be awesome. Just go
0: and look forlorn and, and 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 then get pissed, yeah. And then and then
1: start taking matters into your own hands. Oh, and, 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 and just and stop traffic because you're Jean Moreau. Yeah, yeah. Just just walk across that street. Yeah, Does, doesn't I mean, matter.
0: It's, it's only the Champs Elysees or yeah. you know some really really busy road in Paris.
1: Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, crazy, <laughs> crazy. <laughs> And like I said, it's just it. This is 1958. 1958 is pretty much where this uh, French New Wave started Mm -hmm. because that's when you started to get stuff like Breathless and uh, uh, the 400 Blows came out a year later, Um, stuff like that. And um, Louis, it's either Mall or Malle, M A L L E. It doesn't. Probably Mall. Mall. Okay. So Louis Malle, who is the director of this movie, um, he is considered to be not necessarily part of the French New Wave because he didn't adhere sure. to what most of those directors were doing, but his work was definitely influential. And mm-hmm. this movie is one of the ones at the base of the tree. For sure. Yeah. I can totally see yeah. it. So it, it's very interesting, just mash yep. of film noir and... And uh, French New wave. so uh, dear listeners, if you don't if you're not familiar with uh, French New wave, it was a film movement starting about this time went through about 1964 and then kind of lingered into the early 70s and the direct the main directors were like, Francois Truffaut and Jean-Luc Godard and, uh, you know, there were like maybe about 10 of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jacques Demi, who was a really interesting g- dude, Alain <laughs> Rene. And then, uh, the actors that wound up getting into the French new wave movement were Alan Delon and Jean Moreau. And, and so, and the French New Wave is kind of exemplified by existentialism and really bizarre narrative structures mm-hmm. and irony and sarcasm. And, you know, it's kind of everything you think of when you think of French cinema.
0: That or an art film in college. <laughs> yeah. Which is kind of the same. Yeah. <laughs> like, they're very,
1: very similar. Very. Yeah. Yeah. And um, it, they're kind of an acquired taste. Let's, yes, let's face it. That's true. But this elevator to the gallows is just this immensely likable film it's
0: fantabulous like i can't i there were so i like was practically jumping out of my seat a couple times like i loved
1: listening to the audience around me because it it took like five minutes and everybody was just at rapt attention just focused on that screen and you get a little plot twist and you go whoa (laughs) Yeah. You hear Lucas gasps like, and... You
0: think it's going one way. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, okay, so that means that. And then that's gonna... But... But they didn't... Oh! <gasps> yeah. There's the thing! It- oh. oh they didn't. Oh, the... The... <laughs> when the police show up at the office... Yeah. That was the big one for yeah. me. Because I was like, oh, okay, now he's gonna have to do this thing because he's gonna see mm-hmm. you know the police are there now that's a thing but it totally didn't do what I thought it was going to oh, yeah. do and
1: I was like oh, oh my god yeah the plot goes in places you just never expect and it's oh. it's just and so it's delightful all, to discover but it all ties in too. Yeah. there is no
0: Chekhov's gun yeah like, there is nothing that is not used as as a plot thing yeah
1: yeah. Except for Gunpowder, but that's because I'm being picky. <laughs> I mean, there, there are some thi- like by the end of the film, it gets very arch in some ways. <laughs> yeah, but it's totally okay. Yeah, it's like, totally- it, it doesn't matter. It has earned, it has earned- Oh, God, that. it's gorgeous. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so much fun to watch. So, yeah, oh, dear funny. listeners, yeah. yeah, seriously, there there's so much to d- discover about this movie. Please go watch oh, it. Oh, so fun.
0: So, okay. Yeah. I'm curious about just because it was subtitles and because I vaguely speak French kind mm-hmm. of, were the subtitles that we saw from 1958, do you think?
1: I don't think so. I think that was the criterion restoration. Okay. Because <laughs> I'm gonna nitpick here. Yeah. Cause he's going around saying shit. Yeah. And they
0: wrote, Nerd. Nerd. and they wrote, damn. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wait, you can't write shit? <laughs> like, I was like, really? Subtitle people? Like, yeah. and they left off a couple things that made it more poignant in French. Yeah. Like, the way they would stress, like, the the words they chose specifically in French, I think, stressed it a little more than the words that they chose in English. Mm-hmm. Mostly at the end. Yeah. Like, she's talking about um, what's what's going to happen after the end of the movie, and she's like, how do I do this without ruining it? <laughs> she's like, she's like, I'll be, uh, you know, I'm, I'm ten years, twenty 50, years, yeah, ten years, yeah, twenty yeah. years, and and she says a part where she she's like, uh, I'll be lost. Mm-hmm. That they didn't really translate, mm-hmm. and I was, and I think it would have been a like a good like they they could have kept that. I mean, it wasn't yeah. totally different, but it was much more um, intense in the French way she said it
1: yeah yeah i mean you always lose a little something with subtitles yeah
0: which is fine and believe me the translation was very good mm-hmm. for what i could tell mm-hmm. and being you know my half knowing of french <laughs> but like yeah so that was cool <laughs> it was just i want to watch it again now and just be like oh here comes the part where the thing yeah
1: <laughs> yeah you must share it with others yeah <laughs> <laughs> my gift unto you is this film <laughs> uh yeah uh there there are so many things that just work so perfectly in this movie you know starting with miles davis oh god yes <laughs> uh dear listeners if you're not familiar with jazz miles davis is one of the most influential artists of the 20th century beautiful um, yeah uh Trumpeter, composer, uh, he was around till mm, the mid 90s ish. Yeah, probably. Yeah. That sounds about right. Yeah. Um, he worked on this film with a quartet of mm-hmm. French and American musicians, and apparently they recorded the entire score overnight. Like, <laughs>
0: That doesn't really surprise me, but that's freaking amazing. Mostly
1: improvising, drinking champagne. Why not? In in an apartment. Sure. (laughs) Yeah, why not? Isn't that how Dylan did all his music? (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) Pretty much. I I mean, this is a movie that was made pretty much on the cheap. Yeah. Which is another thing that um, is... Kind of part of the French New Wave movement that very cheaply made, natural yeah. natural light, it's, and you make it on the street, nothing really... No, um, there wasn't...
0: Like, it wasn't a set. Yeah. Like, I, wa- I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if they just did it on location. Oh, yeah. Like, they, the way... They she- might have
1: had a set for the elevator. Yeah. Just like, so they could fit a, a, a camera. camera.
0: Yeah, the elevator was probably a set... I don't think... Like, I want to say, like, even her stunt work with the cars, Mm -hmm. like, I want to say that not all those cars knew what was going on. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Because when she crosses the street, she's just staring at them. Mm -hmm. And, like, I I was sitting there thinking, I bet the director just told her to walk across the street. And, like, yelled
1: at her until she went.
0: (laughs) Because she looks scared (laughs) as well as pissed. (laughs)
1: Like. Yeah. Yeah. And the French police make me happy. <laughs> they're, they're, it's so nice to see police who are actually kind of competent.
0: Yeah. not only Especially they,
1: with, some, with something as convoluted as this. I know. And not only
0: they did like the different levels of police too, because mm-hmm. they had like the one pompous guy and then, mm-hmm. but he was still being pompous on purpose for a reason. Because he was yeah. like holding it until the one other guy got there and like, mm-hmm. and also there was like proto Columbo. Yeah. I felt yeah. it was very proto Columbo. Yeah, he he was
1: he was French Columbo. Yeah, like yeah. Peter Falk watched this movie or something. <laughs> he, right down to the overcoat. I know, yeah, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I I do love how the other guy was like, "Look at the monkey! Look at the monkey! Oh, hey, you're here. Okay, come on in." <laughs> Which was nice. Here, here's how you distract the press. Hello. <laughs>
0: let me make this big speech about the thing that you don't care about that's all bureaucratic
1: and not what you really want mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I, and it's so very French because he has his little, little cigarette nub as he's posing for the oh yeah and he's totally and... posing too
0: oh although photographers please pick up your friggin flashbulbs yeah, yeah like <sighs> fucking photographers really? god damn it <laughs> like there's gonna
1: be broken glass yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah. And again, it was old enough that they needed flashbulbs. Yeah, and they just throw them on the floor. There was a uh, just a really quick aside. Uh, have you seen Bridge of Spies yet? No. Bridge of Spies, uh, dear listeners, there's- I think that was in Bridge of Spies. Maybe it was in *Trump*. It's something I saw recently set in the same era. But uh, there was a very nice uh, after a courtroom scene and you actually saw all the bulbs scattered on the floor and people having to walk through them. It's like, that's the first time I've ever actually seen that in the movie. Well, all that trash.
0: Yeah, sometimes the folio put it in mm-hmm. so you can like hear yeah. people crunching or like, you know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they never showed it. And, but you can totally see them like dumping their yeah. bulb on the ground. Cr-
1: yeah, like,
0: yeah. Pick up your flash bulbs. <sighs> oh.
1: Sigh. it was it was such a <laughs> oh the poor <laughs> decisions for were oh my god the uh, Mr. Bad decisions was oh the Mr. So Bad
0: decisions A.K.A. James, James Dean, Dean wannabe. wannabe. He, he I, uh, like he's already kind of a juvenile delinquent. Like he stole a scooter or something, yeah. so he's already scared of the cops. So he steals a car. Yeah. Like His logic does not work. Yeah, like he's talking about it like, hey, I'm already in trouble. (laughs) Let's just go whole hog.
1: Like, really? And now we'll impersonate a guy I don't even know and pretend I was in several wars while being a teenager, obviously. But talking to a guy who was
0: also old enough to be in the wars that I'm talking
1: about. Yeah, while
0: we're getting drunk,
1: mm-hmm. and then let's steal another car. Yeah, and sneak out of the hotel and and, uh, and commit other uh, horrific things. And yeah, then, because why not? What? Oh, god! Uh, and like at every decision point that character makes, it just gets worse. Yeah,
0: it just is like oh, ugh.
1: yeah. It just smack him upside the head.
0: And little flower girl, what are you doing with your life? Yeah, I mean. You've got a loser boyfriend of bad decisions. You've got a nice job. Like, Mm -hmm. the the flower shop lady seemed kind of nice. Mm -hmm. Like, flower shop girl, go and, like, pick up an older man and just, you know, have an affair with him and leave James
1: Dean boy aside. Because Mm -hmm. you're not... (sighs) And and really, she should have just stayed by that awning. It's like he drove off in the car and said, well, I'll call the
0: police. Yep, bye. Or, Or, you know, like... Oh, you just shot two people. I'll go with you. Yeah. Eh? No. 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 And, by the way, if you're going to say you have something, (laughs) actually know how to use it. Yeah. Because, ugh. Yeah, I know. There was an attempt. (laughs) An attempt, being the capital word. (laughs) at suicide and oh uh, god at least they at least they didn't get away with it Mm -hmm. suicide in movies bothers me because people so often do it wrong and end up dead yeah so I kind of liked that they did it wrong and were still alive yes (laughs) that part was okay but seriously flower shop girl you're like oh I'm all prepared to be these romantic this Romeo and Juliet thing yeah like like she was planning that beforehand like Maybe she's perfect for bad decision by then because.
1: Because <laughs> she was none too smart herself, no, honestly. Cheer. Honestly.
0: Wow. <sighs> she, had a, she had a cute haircut, though. Yeah, she was cute as a button. Yeah. But, oof. Ugh, no.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh, honey. Take a correspondence class. Uh, so. <laughs> Let's see. We'll we'll go back to the the smarter people in the movie. <laughs> yeah, I like them better. Uh we'll start with uh, Maurice Renate, who was uh, Mr. Paratrooper Man. Uh he was also in Purple Noon, which is oh, I haven't a, seen that. um you should see it. Actually everybody should see Purple Noon. It's awesome because it stars Alan Delon oh. and it's basically it's the first version of the talented Mr. Ripley. Oh. Yes. Oh. it's based it's, on the book or before the book. The book. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know oh. they did the French one first. Yeah, they're I think they're at, I think there are three versions of the talented Mr. Ripley. Anyway, uh Purple Noon, very good. Mm-hmm. Uh he was uh married for a while to Josephine Chaplin, okay. daughter of yeah. of uh, Charlie Chaplin yeah. and uh was originally the guy who was going to play Ali in Lawrence of Arabia, but then no. was replaced by Omar Sharif.
0: Nobody you, is named
1: Omar you? Sharif. Yeah. <laughs> I will call
0: you Fred. (laughs) It's apparently what Peter O'Toole said to Omar Sharif when he met him. Oh, yes.
1: (laughs) I love Omar Sharif so much. I'm very glad that happened, (laughs) by the way. I, I am very glad for Omar Sharif. Oh, yes. Um moving on to Jeanne Moreau, a uh, fantastic actress. She had done a smattering of movies before this, uh, but and then before that she was one of the premier actresses of the Comedy Francaise, the, yep. the big state theater of mm-hmm. of uh, France. She is still working. Wow, go her. Her most recent movie was in 2012, so you know, they're a little far far between these days, but she's still around. Um, it's so big, long career and, uh, she pretty much has, uh, met and possibly slept with everybody. Um, <laughs> she, she used to hang around with a lot of writers in yep. her era, including, uh, Henry Miller and Ananian and, uh, uh, Jean Cocteau, who is another, uh, uh, director of that era, film director of that era. Uh, she was married to William Friedkin for a while, okay. the American director. Um, she had an affair at at this time with Louis Malle, the director of this movie. Um, She also had an affair with uh, Francois Truffaut, uh, Pierre Cardin, Miles Davis. Why not? uh, Lee Marvin. (laughs) Just... (laughs) Wait, wait. Lee Marvin. Lee Marvin. (laughs) Damn, that guy gets around. Yeah, yeah. Um, She worked uh, quite a bit with Orson Welles. Mm -hmm. Um, Orson Welles called her the best actress in the world. Wow. Loved working with her. And when she decided to go into directing for herself, Mm -hmm. she directed a few films. Uh, She went to Orson Welles first and got a lot of advice from him. So he was kind of her coach. She's been in tons and tons and... Tons of movies, and uh, I did find a quote from her today that I love, and she said, "Love is like the soup; the first spoonfuls are too hot, and the last ones are too cold." <laughs> That's gorgeous. Yeah, I love it. That's so beautiful. Sweet. But yeah, she uh, within a year of this movie, she did a second movie with uh, Louis Malle called The Lovers, and um, it was really pretty steamy for the time Mm -hmm. Um, and even pretty steamy for today. And uh, it was so steamy that it led to a certain U.S. Supreme Court case regarding the legal definition of obscenity.
0: Wait, is this the case where the dude said, I'll know it when I see it? Exactly.
1: Wow. Yes. Okay. Justice Potter Stewart. (laughs) (laughs) I know obscenity when I see it. Yeah. Because they could not figure out how to define obscenity but they did declare that this that the lovers was not considered obscene well that's good yeah they they were overturning a decision that deemed it obscene so anyway um moving on to louis mall uh this was his first movie wow this is a debut was he dp on any Yeah, he, before yeah he uh was an, a sister to jacques cousteau okay cuz uh, i was
0: going to say you yeah. don't you don't come out with a debut like this right. without having helped somebody else yeah he worked
1: on the silent world which okay. won an oscar yep, i think yep. and uh he also helped uh, robert bresson with a man escaped which is another oh. fantastic movie so he he was around in the film community for a while but before this but this is
0: yeah you Very can tell he dead.
1: knows what he's doing
0: Yeah. like yeah. he just oh yeah it's
1: very polished the he does rain green.
0: naturally yeah like it rain is not an easy thing to direct mm-hmm. especially if uh from what i understand he was just using a rainy day yeah so like the fact that he could just pull it off with no budget
1: mm. mm-hmm. yep he's got chops there's and there are so many really just beautiful little points in the film just using the visuals mm-hmm. you know in particular, oh. photographing Jean Moreau, but, yeah, yeah. but the, the, the fire on the paper, the fire on the paper spiraling f- down yeah, the that elevator, was gorgeous. Shaft, and um, there's a shot at the end, which I think is just masterful, where the where Jean Moreau is having her ten years, mm-hmm. twenty years little speech. She backs up out of focus, mm-hmm. and he just lets, lets her lets her be in, out of focus, and then she leans back in and back into focus at the end, and it's oh. just. Gorgeous. Just very subtle, very nice. But going back to Louis Mall, uh, he also had a very long career after this. Um, he was 24 when he made this movie. Wow. So he was just a young pup. But he moved on to do uh, you know, Au Revoir Les Enfants, which is uh, autobiographical. Then he eventually, in the 80s, late 70s, early 80s, moved into Hollywood. And he did things like Pretty Baby, which wow. also was... Pushed yeah. a few buttons for people because it had a topless Brooke Shields at age mm-hmm. ten, was it? Yeah, yeah well, some 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 minor something, age, something really uncomfortable. Um, he did Atlantic City, which is a movie nobody knows today, but is fantastic. 1980, great gangster crime oh, thing, okay. really really good. And my dinner with Andre.
0: Oh. <laughs>
1: Everybody knows that one. Everybody knows my. Few people have seen it, but everybody knows my dinner with Andre. <laughs> uh, also, he was married to Candace Bergen in oh. 1980, and, uh, and until he died. So wow, Candace Bergen. I knew she had a famous husband, but and that's it. That's wow. Him. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's uh, that's my trivia about the movie. I'm, <laughs> I'm so over the moon that I got to show this to somebody else. Because um, Elevator to the Gallows is something I watched. I don't know, maybe a year ago for the uh-huh. first time. And it it had been on my list for a while oh, to sure. watch because it it was on like an Ebert pick list or something like that. And then eventually it's like on Hulu and I go eh, whatever this is. And I watch it and you know, it took me like a couple minutes and then it's like,
0: yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, the first thing, the first action that there is, is a murder. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a meticulously planned murder. Yes. And I'm like, all right, I'm in.
1: Yeah, there's a secretary who has a real penchant for grinding pencils <laughs> and a murder. And it's like, oh, I am in. Yeah, we are so already in. on this. Like, <laughs> grappling hook and a gun. Mm-hmm. Let's go. Oh, yeah. All for it. And and some sort of MacGuffin about oil...
0: Yeah, that part, I think it made more sense if you were in France at the time. Yeah. Because there was actually, the, the Indochina War that they're talking about mm-hmm. is is Vietnam. Right. And so, and not, they, and not they, like our Vietnam. like Yeah, they were embroiled in it earlier than we were. Yeah, they, well, because they were over there colonizing and killing yeah. people. Yeah. Um, so there were some big shady dealings going on in Like culturally, it was more impactful if you were living around there, because there were probably the guy who supposedly like the guy who gets killed first, he was probably based on some real French business person that was screwing up with stuff. And like, the way that they said the name of the oil company, I wouldn't be surprised if there was actually some Parisian company name that they were playing off of that Mm -hmm. people would be like, oh, and, and they would have a lot more context behind that. Mm-hmm. But because we're not at that time and we're not in that culture, like, we don't.
1: Yeah, it's it's super interesting the the things that they choose to pull into the plot mm-hmm. out of the, you know, current day setting that they mm-hmm. had. Because uh, they kept mentioning Algiers, which was another big debacle. Yeah. And, yeah, they kept going back to Indochina and And I, and this was 12 years after World War II and so you got Germans coming yeah. in. <laughs> like and I think and, and like I said
0: like I think like because it was right at the beginning of the new wave and the new wave was Kind of, it wasn't like anti-establishment, but it was. Well, yeah, it kind of was. Yeah, so like I think it was playing on, or was like alluding to some of that feeling, Mm -hmm. and I think there was some cultural context that I missed Mm -hmm. because I wasn't. Like I feel like if if uh, we made a movie about Halliburton or something, or we mentioned Halliburton, right. it'd be kind of the same thing. Right. Like it, somebody from France watching the movie wouldn't necessarily know what Halliburton right. was,
1: or or Blackwater, right, or
0: uh, or Water, or um, not Watergate, Whitewatergate, uh, Whitewater, the, H- the one the that Clinton's, yeah, the Clinton's had one, with yeah. the real estate thing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Any of that stuff. Sorry, that's I said, okay. I said the c
0: word. <laughs> no, no, no.
1: I, I, that's it's. Oh God, it's an election year. Crap. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Happy movie. Happy movie. Happy movie. Well, well. okay, maybe not
0: happy. <laughs> I like that there was no Hayes code Mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. nobody had to die except for the murdered people. But that's beside the point.
1: Oh like, well, yeah, and uh, you know you could have the the sensuality and can have people having affairs and yeah. And have, there was
0: there was. Almost naked women. Yeah. I mean, she didn't have a top on.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, you just saw her back. Yeah, but but you knew, like, Mm -hmm. there there was sex. Yeah, there was sex happening. There was sex. And 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 I I, I love the moment in the police station where um, (laughs) it's assumed that you... She was out with another man other than her husband. And, yeah.
0: And, and, and she's like,
1: oh, you don't have to tell my husband about that. And the police is like, yeah.
0: See, not. and <laughs> I totally missed that until you brought that up right now. I thought she was just wielding her I have more money power. Mm-hmm. But no, the police were covering her affair. Not yes. because she ha- I can't believe I missed that. <laughs> I was more interested in the woman who... I hope was well. I don't know whether she, I was wondering the hang was, around her. Yeah, there was just this random brunette woman who the drunk guy gives a cigarette to. Mm-hmm. But like the camera lingered on that woman, and I'm
1: like, what story is going on there? Because she smoked very well, so maybe she they did. Maybe maybe they just wanted to capture. Oh, that.
0: And, the, and the
1: annoyed prostitutes on
0: the other bench were just yeah. like, oh my god, <laughs> lady, can you just. I have a hangover and it's like... Just let me sleep. Go yeah, away. It's like, it just, but he, cops, just put me, like, you know. Can you put me in the other cell? Yeah, like, not with Miss, Miss Rich Pants
1: lady <laughs> over here, whatever she's doing. And I'll say it again. I love that she's allowed to get disheveled and yes. go without makeup. Yes. Because when she gets rained on, it's it's very clear. It's like, I am miserable yep. and I know I don't look good. Uh. <laughs> Her outfit was gorgeous, though. Oh, yeah. She had a glittery coat. Yeah. Those lapels. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Good fashion. And she
0: was a sex symbol without being put into like a super tight thing yeah. or like a super bodist thing. Mm-hmm. It was just a nice little suit dress yeah. thing. Yeah. I think Edith Head would have
1: approved. I think so. <laughs> so I think we've uh, pretty much covered everything. Yeah, since we're not since we're not talking about the spoilers, the actual spoilers. <laughs> oh, please go watch this. Yes, and then come talk to
0: us so we can yes. talk about the spoilers. Yeah, uh,
1: you know, uh, dear listeners, p- please feel free to comment on the website. We we love to see people uh, have feedback and watch these movies and enjoy them with us. So please do. Uh, did you have any uh, final thoughts about the movie at all? Nobody got hung. <laughs> That's right. There that's were right. there were no gallows. There were no gallows. Oh, that does remind me though. I think uh, the gallows are implied, though.
0: Well, no, they were actually talking. The guillotine. Oh, that, that's true. The guillotine r- was still, uh, I believe. Oh God, it was into the seventies. Yeah, the guillotine was still a form of corporal punishment. Good lord. So when he's talking about like
1: my head will roll with the cops. He's being literal. <laughs> so I'm I'm wondering the uh title of this movie was uh Lift to the Scaffold in Britain.
0: Scaffold makes more sense yeah. than gallows because, because the guillotine, guillotine was still a on a scaffold. Yeah. Hmm. translation words are
1: important words are important (laughs) words mean things (laughs) Uh, all right so let's wrap it up and (laughs) uh dear listeners uh next time we will be watching night in the city yes which is a really great little movie uh we'll be watching that one at the heights this time so uh we will see you next time i've been melissa and this has been tanya and we will see you next time thank you bye
0: We hope you enjoyed our film fixation. We'll see you next time on A Noir Education. Do do
1: do 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 Thank you for joining us for A Real Education Noir. New episodes arrive on the 7th and 21st of every month. You can find our podcasts and social media feeds on our website at realedunoir.com. Special thanks to Tim Wick, Jeffrey Brown, and Chad Dutton for our theme music. If you like our show, you might also like our parent podcast, A Real Education, which discusses all genres of film. You can find it on the web at realedu.com.